Good evening, this is Mandy Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News. A Mason City man was arrested for attempted murder in Adair County. The Adair County Sheriff's Office says at 11.58 p.m. on Sunday, they received a cellular 911 call. The line was open, but initially there was no response. A short time later, the dispatcher could hear a female screaming, Stop! repeatedly. 911 mapping showed that the call was coming from a location on Interstate 80. On Monday at 12.04 a.m., a passerby placed a second cellular 911 call. The male caller described some sort of altercation between a male and a female in or very near the inside lane of travel. The caller also noted a vehicle in the ditch west of the female and male. This caller placed the incident at approximately the 84-mile marker of I-80, which is east of the Casey Interchange. An Adair County Deputy Sheriff and an Adair Police Officer arrived at the 84-mile marker at 12.06 a.m., locating a vehicle in the ditch, but did not initially locate any persons. Later, yelling could be heard east of their location. Law enforcement then located a male subject holding another person in his arms with what appeared to be blood on the ground near the two. The male subject was handcuffed, and life-saving treatment was immediately administered to the adult female. The female stated that it was the male subject who was in custody who had stabbed her. It is believed that the female was stabbed or cut in excess of 10 times, with at least one stab wound causing potentially life-threatening injuries. The victim was transported by air ambulance to a Des Moines area hospital. The male subject was identified as 50-year-old Michael Dolezal of Mason City. Dolezal was placed under arrest and transported to the Adair County Jail. He was charged with attempted murder and possession of a controlled substance third or subsequent offense. At his initial appearance, Dolezal's bond was set at $300,000 cash only. First responders assisting with this critical incident include the Adair Police Department, the Stewart Police Department, Adair Rescue, Stewart Rescue, the Adair County Ambulance, and the Adair County Sheriff's Office Communications Center. This incident remains under investigation. Audubon City Clerk Joe Foran says he plans to move his office to the former Audubon State Bank facility on October 31st. Tom Robinson has more on this. The Audubon City Council held a special meeting to discuss the move and sharing the space with the county during the courthouse HVAC project. City Clerk Joe Foran says representatives from the county appeared at the meeting last night. They were discussing very preliminary plans on using the offices temporarily. plan is, is they're going to get um, a list of needs from all the different departments that will be moving over from the county um, for the city council meeting on October 9th, and uh, then the council can decide um, how to coordinate that. Um, so no action was taken that night for that. Warren says the city council made some decisions and set a time frame of October 31st for the city offices to move to the former bank building. We've got some coordination plans. Uh, I gave the council a list of uh, some things I think need to be done. They approved a few of them right now and the rest are going to wait until we make a decision on um, how we're going to work with the county. Foran says his office will make the move during this time frame and it is uncertain when the city council meetings will start at the new facility. Well we'll definitely be moving my office, the city clerk's office over there. Um, we probably will not have city council meetings there yet until after the county's moved out. Um, 
basically my office will be sharing with the county in that building for a while. Foreign believes initially everything will probably work with temporarily sharing space with the county. In the meantime, they're looking into the needs of the county department heads to ensure a smooth transition. Another business the city announced October 13th as a city cleanup day. Residents wishing to get rid of old furniture appliances can contact the city clerk's office, pay for a sticker, place the items on the curb, and have them hauled away. I'm Tom Robinson reporting. The Cass County Board of Supervisors this morning approved contracts for two box culvert projects. Cass County engineer Trent Wilkins said one project is located northeast of Cumberland where a pipe arch is failing and the other project is located over Elm Creek southwest of Messina. AM Coron and Son and Gus Construction had the low bids for the projects. I was high on one and low on the other but then the net of both of them my budget is $1.16 million for both of them, and it came in at $1.11. So I'm 45000 under estimate for both of them. Wolken also reported that work continues on their three bridge projects, and patching will possibly start next week on Victoria Road, G61, Glacier Road, and G30. The Montgomery County Board of Supervisors this morning approved a bid of $310 for the lease renewal for the 114.5-acre county farm. Last week, two farming operations, including the current operators, submitted the same bid of $310 per acre. Supervisors Chairman Mike Olson consulted with County Attorney Drew Swanson on what should be done moving forward. During our meeting, we opened bids. We had a, a tie of $310 per acre. Uh, one bid was with by Nain Belt and Brent Bailey. The second one was by Austin Dyson. Uh, Nain and Brent were actually the, the current tenants. And I uh, called and talked with, with Drew and Bruce both, and they both recommended to defer back to the, the current tenants in, in, in an event of a tie. So it was recommended. I'd just like a motion to go ahead and approve that. I'll make that motion to approve Belt and Bailey for the farm lease. I'll second that. Roll call. Cooper? Yes. Robinson? Yes. Olson? Yes. Peterson? Yes. Schmidt? Yes. There were a total of five proposals submitted for the bid. In other business, the supervisors approved an agreement with the Iowa DOT for the detour and traffic sign at Highway 34 and 48. They supported the claims payable and a request to decrease Stanton City-owned property taxes for a parcel at 225 Center Street. The Pottawatomie County Board of Supervisors this morning approved funding assistance for the Pottawatomie County Housing Trust Fund. Courtney Harder, chairman of the Pottawatomie County Housing Trust Fund, said they received between $410,000 to $420,000 from the Iowa Finance Authority to assist housing-related activities in Pottawatomie County. Part of the requirement is that they have a grant match. We raise about 70, just over $70,000 locally to provide this assistance and making sure that we're able to maximize our grant with IFA to assist organizations like Habitat, Pot County General Assistance, the 712 Initiative, Iowa Legal Aid for various different activities that relate to ensuring people of low and moderate income are able to either stay in their homes, maybe some rent assistance, eviction assistance, or maybe they just need repairs to their unit. That's Those are things that we're able to fund. Harder said they are able to serve families at or below 80% of the median family income, but at least 30% of that has to go to households under 50%. 
Harder asked for a four-year allocation of $60,000 or $15,000 per year that they can use to match the grants. So a lot of our funders are banks that use their required credits that they have to do in the community. Um, the City of Council Bluffs allocated some funds through their ARPA grant. We also get some few things that happen, like for example, this last year, the Southwest Iowa Realtors Foundation used their golf outing to support the Housing Trust Fund, which was amazing for us. So Dodge Cares is another one that's been a huge supporter of our organization, but with that continuous rise in the match requirement, so next year we go to 23%, and like I said, in 2025, we go to 25%. We're getting to the point that we're struggling to meet those without some assistance from the county at this point. The supervisors unanimously approved the funding of $15,000 over four years to come out of the gaming fund. An event highlighting the area trails and parks will be held on Sunday in Atlantic. Mission Valley Trails is hosting the Tour de Parks free community 10-mile group ride around Atlantic, stopping at multiple parks where various organizations and community groups will greet riders and provide information on activities and organizations involved in the Atlantic community. What we're trying to do uh, is to focus on the um, the beautiful parks and recreational facilities uh, that we have here in Atlantic. And uh, so we've developed a, uh, a short, leisurely group 10-mile bike ride around uh, the various parks in town uh, to highlight them and also the trail network that is uh, coming into, into uh, shape here in town. Dave Chase, president of the Nishna Valley Trails organization, says the ride starts and ends at the Atlantic City Park. The Kiwanis Club provides riders a free meal at the city park when they finish the ride, and singer Sarah Selders will be performing at the park shelter. Dave Chase and John Jordan will guide the group ride that starts promptly at 2 o'clock p.m. on Sunday at the city park. And we'll proceed from there to uh, various parts. Uh, Sunnyside Park will be uh, the first one that we hit to highlight the splash pad. Then we uh, go to some of the lesser known parks in town, uh, some that even some of our local residents probably don't know about. Cedar Street Park, for example, mm -hmm. Harl Holt Park is on the route. Uh, of course, we'll hit Schilberg and the trails there. Uh, and basically, uh, uh, you use the north part of town because it's a lot flatter. Uh, we had some complaints uh, last year about the hills. If you ride a bike in Atlantic, uh, you, you're going to encounter some hills. But we've developed a route this year that is much flatter and more bike-friendly. The organizations planning to host stops at parks along the route include the Atlantic Lions Club, Cass County Grow Another Row, Atlantic Rotary, Nishna Valley Family YMCA, Nishna Valley Trails, Cass County Conservation, and Atlantic Kiwanis. The event is free and no registration is required. More news online at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Andy Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News.